Hey guys, this is Tayflo, and you're listening to Casual Babble. Welcome to Casual Babble. Hey, it's your boy, BC Babble. This conversation could get a little Now, weird. I'm not trying to say that I'm a nerd, but we are definitely about to get our nerd on. So, this is Casual Babble. Recording. She's red. As the big green button turns very red. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, I'm going to stretch it out a little bit. Shake it off a little bit. I, I want to relax in these chairs. I do, but Garrett, I don't like these chairs, Garrett. Feedback. And I... <laughs> And I think I told you like when he when I discussed the chairs with him the first time, he was like, "Yeah, and there's something weird with them too. Like sometimes if you're leaning back a certain way, at some point you'll just like find yourself on the floor." Jeez, that's not the vibe I'm going for, yeah, man. No, thank like, you. I want to stay up here, and like I know the metal reinforces what is it like enamel glass or something like that. But I just know my luck. The sharp part's gonna be right where it breaks. <laughs> and as I told. Uh, <laughs> As I told Tracy Massey in her virgin years, <laughs> that my kink is a bit more cons- conservative than that, to be honest. I think... It's a big I, package. I, I know. I'm being sneaky. I'm pretty sure that colored small package is not for him. So I hope he... Looks. Yeah. Before, before opening. Because I didn't get... That was part of the mail that, that I didn't get to part today. Of the mail you didn't get. And I was asking you before, like, how, like, do you, have you had too many instances where, I mean, you, you've talked about turnover sometimes with the offices mm-hmm. here, but have you ever had too many instances where it's like here at Jay, but it's supposed to be like Camp North End or over at West. Yeah. Businesses, with the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. businesses that switch up. Like right now I, there's somebody who lives in Wesley village, got an Amazon package and mm-hmm. it's like, how do you freaking tell Amazon? Like, bro, you didn't look at the address right now. Right. It's at this random location. This poor person's probably been like, where the heck is my package? Right. So I'm just going to literally like drive it over to the address because it's really close. But <laughs> right. that happens all the time. Man, and I was leaving one day after recording and Amazon was out here uh, looking for somebody. I'm like, dude, I'm the only one in the building. Yeah. And I do not have an office here. You would like, think they would like get used to yeah. office buildings and that it's not always going to be an easy like drop off situation. Right. I know. I feel like we need signage for everything. Like, And, and they may have just like looked at like Sertuga. And yeah. maybe Jay was the first one that popped up, but it's like, no. That's not okay. No, man. They've got enough logistics in <laughs> that company really that you could figure out where these packages need to go. Exactly. Exactly. It gives me anxiety because you think about important things that you buy and that are like being shipped everywhere. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, is it going to make it? I don't really know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I see all this other stuff that gets brought to Huga, and I'm like, this was definitely not meant to be here. Right. <laughs> so. Lord, Lord, anyways. Lord. All right. Well, welcome, you beautiful individual. It's BC <laughs> Babbles. It's Casual Babble. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it is the first time Taylor Florio has been in the studio with me. That's right. Uh, AKA Tayflo. She is uh, not only one of the longest standing members of Huga Coworking, but she is a recent add-on. Uh, to their full-time group as head of programming, Miss yeah. Madam. Yes. How you doing? How's so it been? Good. How's the weekend been? It's Monday right now. Yeah, happy Monday. Yes. Whew. Um, the weekend was really fun for me. Good. I went to a drag brunch. Ooh. It was a great time. I love drag brunches. They're just high energy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Like Never do you ever get in there and people are like, oh, this is weird. This is annoying. Like Everybody's just so happy and dancing and singing. Um, I watched a little bit of the FC game. We won, so mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, yeah, got to do some yard work. 
I found four snakes in my backyard and Ooh. threw them over the fence to the other yard. That <laughs> What kind of snakes? Do you know? I think they're like little brown snakes. Okay, like, yeah. They were small enough to where I didn't feel like threatened. Threatened by them? <laughs> but I did, like one of them was a little large, uh-huh. so I chopped its head off with a stick. <gasps> no, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. I, I get but, the fear. But I, I saved it. like four other ones, so... <laughs> That's oh fine. Uh, so they, uh, oh my God, I'm, so, I'm trying to remember those funny names for snakes. There's like Danger Noodle. There's like Nope Rope. I think the constrictors are like the, are like the Nope Ropes and the like poisonous ones. I've never heard of like you've never heard the Nick- funny no. animal names. Oh my God, there's I, there's like a video I can send you later. But yeah, I think like constrictors, like pythons, are called Nope Ropes. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then the like poisonous, like pit viper ones, are typically called Danger Noodle, Danger Noodles. I love that. <laughs> It's I'm like, gonna teach my nieces that because <laughs> they live these in new Florida. New animal names are just—they get me every single time. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I am funny. a snake fan. But yeah, I, I get I get the um, the fear because like a lot of people are like very protective of like spiders, and like I don't get that vibe. Mm. Like, and I heard earlier this month that we're supposed to be like seeing some kind of invasion of these like weird. It's correct. Not banana spiders, but there's something they akin, look, or they the, look similar. Yes, they're like a mix between a garden spider and a banana spider. Yeah, and they're huge. And they're huge. And yeah, we're. I don't think they're like Australian huge, but like they're too big. But like the size of your palm. Yeah, that's too big. Yeah. That's too big. Like if in Florida we had wolf spiders and like brown spiders and those <sighs> mofos would get like, I mean, huge, gigantic. Yeah. And they jump and they carry their babies on their backs. And yeah. so if you kill them, then the babies go it's everywhere. It is. It is arachnophobia IRL. It's, like, it's horrible. Like, and I can even, I'm the kind of person who can even like watch eight-legged freaks and laugh because yeah. it's funny. Yeah. But I mean, the dog dies. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> but like in real life, I just like, there was a barn that I used to go to and help my friend out. She works at a set of stables. And I don't know why, but one night the party barn in the back was just full of, I guess, huntsman spiders or wolf spiders, something like that. Mm, the big brown and furry ones. Furry ones. And like, here's the thing. I can actually deal with a tarantula, like a legit tarantula. The like the slow moving ones are like fuzzy fuzzy. Yeah. Cause like I can, like in my brain, style. yeah, like <laughs> in my brain, I can akin that to a pet ish type creature, but huntsman and wolf, I can't do that. And I think the worst moment with a spider I've ever experienced was when I just noticed one that was, too big for my okay next to my foot <laughs> mm-hmm. and i i tried to to pull a tape with it and i tried to just stomp it yeah but its front legs were still out of my shoe Ugh. and they started just like Sick. struggle about yeah i don't think i touched the floor on my way out of that <laughs> barn i cannot do it with spiders yeah so, but i get you i get the fear for sure like we had a big ass black snake like a four footer show up in our yard last summer and we got Chihuahua, so it's like, oh, you gotta go. I know. Well, and that's—I wasn't even scared. I just was like, there are lots of these right now, yeah. and they're just gonna get bigger. So I'm gonna throw them in my neighbor's yard because the house. Well, let me so for anybody who's judging me right now. The house <laughs> next door to me is um, for sale. It's, oh, okay. it's under contract, and gotcha. no one's been living there for a long time. Gotcha, gotcha. So most likely it's going to be like a demolition and rebuild anyways. Uh, so I'm like, the snakes can go over there uh-huh. and hang out for a little bit. Yeah. And then there will probably be a, a construction zone. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. I, now, I granted, didn't feel bad. I was prepared for you to tell me a story about like a really bad neighbor that you feel like bad toward, like, um, like you want to get vengeance on. And I totally support that because I, I can be a petty asshole too. I know. I don't know if I have the balls to do that <laughs> unless I knew that there was no way that they could find out that it was me. Right. Yeah. There's always that particular precaution there for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah, today I took off because like I just, I've not been 
I go to sleep at normal times, but I, I just knew that I needed one more day to recharge. Yeah. And even then, it's not going to be enough. I need to have taken more time, but got a big golf tournament coming up, so I can't take much time <laughs> off at all. Because not only is there a whole bunch of like pre-event communications, I got to be on site for it too, and there will be a whole bunch of post-event communications yeah. that are all going to come from me too. Yeah. Fun, fun in the Queen City. What golf tournament? It's Queen, the... What's it called? It'll be at Cedarwood okay. on the 25th. It is the... NAOP CRCBR Annual Spring Golf Tournament. It's what a, a one, It's a one-flight uh, shebang. It was sold out like two or three days after we made the first official announcement. Cool. We got like all their sponsors are ready and they are prepared to go out there and see their sign where their sign's supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's like one of the scariest parts of my current job is like part of it's like ordering print and like making sure that not only do I have a poster for everybody every Mm -hmm. sponsor but like is it their most up-to-date yeah yeah like i know that i that's their that's their responsibility see i would give you the graphic yeah but i gotta be the one to think wait is it their most Mm up-to-date because they won't say anything and this has happened recently too yeah they won't say anything till like the day of until not even then like weeks after weeks after a big event that we got like a lot of coverage at and it'll come to me like Brandon, you had the wrong logo on this roller banner. It's like, that's the only logo that I had. Not my fault. Not my fault, man. And then I've mm-hmm. had, I've actually had other sponsors for one of my clients ask me to like make amendments to their logo. Like, no, <laughs> like it's not my job to like alter the character of your entire yeah. brand, dude. Like you got to do that on your side and Graphic just send me designer, what you want. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like I'll touch mine. Like mm-hmm. my, my client's logo is fine. It's my client, but you're not my client. You're mm-hmm. just sponsoring them. <laughs> Take <laughs> responsibility, please. <laughs> Lord. But yeah, as I was saying before we started recording, I got a interview today with Town Square. Super excited. A post sales, like client retention, which sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the O oh, and the final third interview is going to be Nice. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You have a week sure. to stress about it. I have. Yeah. <laughs> a week to stress about all that good stuff. For sure. Well, let's jump into some business news here on okay. Casual Babble. These will be uh, via the Morning Brew Morning Newsletter. Uh, not sponsored, but Morning Brew, I'm reaching out to you constantly. So let's talk about a potential dealership here. So the first thing that caught my mind uh, is therapy is going viral. And this is talking about how, <clears throat> sorry, so there are at least four ways, four ways watching TikToks is damaging to mental health. It disrupts sleep patterns, packages, validation, and likes and views, gives users random dopamine hits, and wreaks havoc on the body image, pretty much like any other form of social media. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this goes on to talk about how people turn to uh, social media therapists. Sometimes oh my God, yes. to find like what'll fix whatever their current concerns are, whatever their mental or emotional strifes are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, that's like, I'm down for watching stuff that's therapeutic, Yeah, but I can't turn to like an influencer and be like, you're my therapist. Yep. Granted, therapy is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, we, I think it there's can be. be, it can be expensive. It can for also sure. be affordable. Um, it's like, it depends on what's available to you, what sure. you're willing to look into, um, whether or not it's in person or remote. Um, I recall, do you ever watch Jubilee on YouTube? Mm-hmm. They like to do a lot of like taking people of opposite views and like putting them in the like, conversation and whatnot. Yeah. They actually did an episode on ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought in like five or six of like the biggest ASMR people on YouTube. And these people make like 
millions of views and they like live off of that content. And one of the questions in their episode was, is ASMR therapy? Mm. And they're all like, no, mm. that needs to be a, uh, a stigma or a stereotype that's that's got to be canceled. It's like therapeutic. It's therapeutic, which they not, all say. Right. For but therapy, sure. Yeah. It's not therapy. It's not going to fix those like deeply rooted issues that are causing some serious pain in your life. Mm-hmm. You cannot turn to social media for that. You got to look at the professionals, people who got like the PhDs on the walls. Yes. Look for those certified yes. by the professional board people. Okay. I totally agree. Like, I think God, what this is like, I'm going about to go on a tangent, but Everybody on social media, all they need is like one quick video to get a lot of likes for them to feel like they know something. Yeah. And even if it's like a graphic designer who's Mm -hmm. like, hey, here's five tips on how to get started with Canva or whatever. Like that's obviously something they know and something they've dabbled in and they're Mm -hmm. educating, whatever. But like, you know, the more confident they get in the fact that people are listening to those tips, then it's like, oh, here's how you work life balance. And it's like, okay, well, like. According to who? Right. And according to what? And like, like yeah. Like, where are the studies at? What who, kind of who credentials? Are citing? Yeah. Totally. We got to avoid, like, and that's such a weird skew, too, to, like, go from, like, having likes and views certify you from a place that you actually have any info in yeah. to the point where you allow that to skew you to some realm of education that you've never touched before. Well, and I think people like tap out their creativity. And so they're like, well, what else can I put on my social? And it's like, oh, I'll just pretend like I'm a therapist and like tell people how to meditate. And it's just like, bro, no, or sis or whoever, like, (laughs) Now, granted, and like even in the ASMR sphere, you've got like a lot of people who do like role plays and not sexual sometimes, but like they'll do like uh, a lot of them do doctors who perform cranial nerve exams on you. So it's about that personal attention, which is a trigger for ASMR. Interesting. But, but it's like, and they'll like be fully decked out. They'll have like a whole scene in their room that looks like an office. They'll have the coat. They'll have like the, uh, what's the thing I that listens to your heartbeat? Uh, stethoscope stethoscope they'll have like the they'll put the latex gloves on and they'll do the whole shebang and I'll be like oh yeah you like doctor doctor huh <laughs> you and your scrubs and whatnot I like this but they're not doctors sure <laughs> they're just they're great they're getting performers. into like character or exactly something. and like the, it's, it's interesting I am I've never not been surprised by how much work they will put into their um sets to be certain like there's one French one that I, I later that I watch and she creates this whole like she does like a retro French uh, steampunk scenes, which are awesome, mm-hmm. like like steampunk 1700s optometrist type stuff. It's really cool. But yeah, you can't eschew real world help. Yes, and I would say, performers. do you do you do do you produce? Um, oh my god, do you go to a therapist or have you done counseling before? I have before, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I actively seek out therapy consistently. I I just broke up with mine. Like it was fine. It was mutual. Uh huh. But. As someone who like has actually gone through counseling therapy, even seen a psychiatrist, like you can't fix a lot of mental health in a 60 second video, no No matter how many of those you're watching, like, you know, times that by 30, it's like, okay, but that doesn't equal counseling. Like there is a a science behind how people get into your brain, how they identify your habits, Mm -hmm. how they like learn patterns in your speech, like how they address trauma. Like, so please, if you're listening, go find, (laughs) go find a therapist. therapist. Yeah. And like (laughs) therapy isn't bad. Obviously like it, I am such a better person Mm -hmm. for pursuing counseling and therapy throughout my years of life. And like my mom and my sister, I'm, 
I tell them all the time, like, please, 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 please go to therapy. For sure. Like we can only be better humans and our life is so short that like I would rather live my life healthily and in tune with what's going on and right. like working through my shit than avoiding it and being all like messed up and sad and depressed and exactly. whatever. See, my, my therapist was pretty cool. She had, she, um, uses, um, I don't know if there's a word for it, but she has a, her pet in there with her to like oh, yeah. supplement. Mm-hmm. Like a her, support animal. Uh-huh. And she mm-hmm. had like a long haired shepherd. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she was really close. Like, I just like pet the dog the yeah. whole time. Talk about my woes as a sophomore in, in college, which was, yeah. Was oh my God. Yes. Po- support animals are huge on college yeah. campuses. Most college counseling offices like have like support animals and stuff. It's, I definitely, it's great. I definitely do not regret finding a professional because oh like, I was in a place. Also, like if you're in college, Go to counseling. You get free counseling you do. and therapy all four years of college. Exactly. It is the cheapest it will ever be. And it's probably when you need it the most because you're you're coming out of adolescence. You're kind of in it, it, discovering independence. Mm-hmm. You're probably freaking out about your career right. and what's next. Like right. that is such an important time to pursue counseling. Oh my God. Yes. If you're in college, go find and your I, counseling and I, center immediately. And I even hate to take it even to like a darker tangent for a split second. No, but it's like okay. App State is like around finals time app state has deaths mm. like it's like and i yeah even while i was there stressed. it's just like oh my god you yeah. guys like i i i and it's never till like in like i say like i don't understand it's like but it's 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 never to i never say that in a sense like i to downgrade but it's like like please talk to somebody yeah. like Especially in a lot of more, a lot of the times it's a freshman and it's like i was it's, just gonna just yes. starting like freshmen don't People don't give enough um, education and awareness around how hard transition from high school to college, especially if you're moving out of state or Mm -hmm. into another place. Like when I I worked in higher ed for like 12 years on college campuses. So like I've had multiple freshmen that I've worked with where I've recruited. I've like built a relationship with them, you know, like met their family and then they move on to campus and like halfway through the semester, they're like, I can't do this. Like I'm, I can't leave my room. I'm, I'm too sad. I'm like crying all the time. I can't make friends. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, and I literally say, all right, we're getting coffee on campus and I'm going to walk you and I'm going to introduce you to X, Y, or Z counselor. And I would always make sure that I'm like, before you do anything, before you withdraw, before you like call mom, before whatever, like talk to these people. Cause it's not meant to be easy. Like very few people have an actual like flawless transition to college. Right. Mine was horrible. Very few. Even the most extrovert, like I am the most social person on earth. And I even, I remember like not knowing I transferred. So I started at a community college and then I transferred into a okay, yeah. like large university. So I'd even had like a taste of college. But when I transferred to my university, I was like, this is different and I don't know how to make friends and everybody's already kind of established with their groups. Like where do I fit in? And I'm never have I ever had to ask myself that. So I was like, who am I, you know, going through this like identity crisis, but yeah, it's so helpful. And I know I wish, I wish more people were um, not afraid to just go talk to somebody. Absolutely. And you talked about you were, you were in higher education for about 12 years. Yeah. Since 2011. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about your background. What, uh, were you doing prior to your Huga life? Yeah, so I worked in college admissions. I dabbled a little bit in nonprofit, um, but college admissions is like where I've spent the tenure of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I've really, really loved. Um, high school students for me are they're entertaining. <laughs> 
they're not intimidating for good or bad for good Both. or bad reasons they can be great entertainment and like very annoying entertaining uh-huh. um but no i i worked at queen's university of charlotte as mm-hmm. um director of missions and um then i tr- like moved over into like a consulting role where i was helping multiple universities with their um enrollment strategies so um like email campaigns search pieces um if nobody already knew this, when you take the SAT or the mm-hmm. ACT, you're actually giving permission for college and universities to buy your name. They purchase your name for a, a small fee of around 44 cents. And schools can essentially um, get your information and then they will start mailing students things based on the, I mean, you a school can buy a name of, based on gender, um, geographical location, um, scores, GPA, um, ethnicity, uh-huh. you name it. And so I would help universities figure out what their enrollment goals were and what names they needed to purchase uh-huh. from those tests. But that wasn't really my cup of tea. So I like briefly did that. And then I ended up getting a job at the University of Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Tide. Um, and I was a regional recruiter here in Charlotte and helped recruit students from the Carolinas who wanted to go to school at UA. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, if we can backtrack for just a second sure. to the name buying part. Yes. Um, I know. So, people are always like, what? So now, without like tapping into my conspiracy side, <laughs> um, so is the point of purchasing a name so that they can like legally send you stuff or legally contact you? Or like, what's what's the technical purpose of purchasing a name yeah it's to um it's to get access to students that might have not already been pursuing that university so let's say i'll use alabama for an example a lot of people already know alabama maybe this isn't a good example but let's say um students out in uh chicago sure right they might not think of alabama as like a top option for their schools because geographically and like we're in you know it's like the Southeast, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So Alabama would say, you know what? We really want to like focus in on getting more out-of-state students from the Midwest. We're going to purchase names from students who live in the Chicago metro area who yeah. scored at least X on their ACT, who show like, I don't know, these types of ethnicities or these types of genders who maybe sure. want to do this major. Like Alabama is a big engineering school, big business school, big media school. So mm-hmm. like, you know, they can focus in on that. So th- it's really just to start... Um, the conversation with the student, but in order to do that, you need their contact information. And the only way to get that is to buy the name gotcha. from the test. Gotcha. Okay. So before that, before they buy it, they have no more information on you besides your name. They might not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just had to clear that up a little bit. And then for any parents or students <laughs> who are listening and freaking out, you can always, um, if you start getting mail from schools that you've never heard of, uh-huh. that's why that's they why. probably purchased your name or it's a school that wants you. Like you fit a criteria uh-huh. of some capacity. And so I always tell students like, at least take it in and like look at them, even if it's a school that you've never heard of, because it might be an option that you never considered, but that might be a really good fit for you. And then in the same regard, if you know that like one of the schools is definitely not going to be on your list, Mm -hmm. just opt out. Call it a day. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I know someone. Also, I hate standardized tests. That's a whole other like, oh, you know, we could. Yeah. But they're not equitable. We're only here for so long today. The end. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was I know someone's going to hear that story and like hold like cling on to the fact that only 47 cents. My name's only worth 47 cents. I'm yeah, but so much more than schools cents. will drop like a million bucks because they buy like thousands of names. So fair enough. It's a it's a decent purchase. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now you were were you regional recruiter part time, full time, full time, and I was remote, which is how I found Huga. Okay. Yes. So yes. that when I got the job at Alabama, it was the first time ever. It was 2016 when I 
they they're like, yeah, this is a remote job. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I've never worked remote. Yeah. And so I tried working from home for like a second and I was like, nope, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I found Huga. Um, I toured when there was only one location. It was just the Hill Street, just Hill Westmere. Street. Westmere. Westmere. They just changed the name of the street. Um, oh, that's... I, I, yes. Okay, the cool. city of Charlotte officially has named that Westmere Avenue. Gotcha. Yep. Nice. So, so much, much better name. Yeah. Much so better. I toured Westmere and <laughs> so funny, like I, t- <laughs> I like didn't know this at the time because I was like ignorant, but... I really was like, yeah, let me know. Like, I want to be a flex member here. Like, I live, you know, in Elizabeth. And Garrett's like, well, we have a waiting list for the flex members. So, like, Ah. if you you are cool with it, I'd like to get you at our newest location, which is Remount Road. Yeah. It's opening, you know, December 1. And I was like, okay, well, like, let me know if, you know, I get off the waiting list. Knowing full and well, he was, like, just trying to push me to that location. Uh Uh-huh. And so I started there on December 1, like the very first day it had opened, and I like never looked back. That was like the freaking best place ever. We mm-hmm. had the best Flex members. Like there, there's great Huga members everywhere, but Wes just like, I don't know, it had this like camaraderie yeah. of people, and we just kind of like took care of each other. We were really good friends, and I mean, fast forward five years. Yeah. I just joined the team full time because I just can't get enough. Apparently, <laughs> there's definitely a Huga vibe totally. for sure. Like first time there's going in, getting my my Tayflow training for my <laughs> podcastness, mm-hmm. uh, going into there the first time because I don't think I had known about Huga for more than a week before I signed up for a quick training yeah. session. And walking in there, I'm like, it feels almost like you're walking into like an apartment complex or like a or like a, a dorm dormitory at a college like like, locked up people like i feel like they live here (laughs) like i feel like i'm walking in someone's house Mm -hmm. (laughs) like especially when you like get into the kitchen they're like signs like please clean out your coffee wash your dishes don't touch your food if it's not your food don't (laughs) touch the condiments if you didn't bring the condiments in yeah i'm like okay well this is a vibe Mm -hmm. okay okay and i've never looked back either i've been really wishy-washy with my involvement in the past couple years which i hate yeah but um that's so I'm, I'm consistent now. Yeah. I'm in everyone's business now for the better <laughs> or worse of it all. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So moving in a bit more. Uh, what's it called? Business. News. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Morning Brew. Uh, so I didn't know this was happening, but Discovery and Warner Media have merged into like a mega uh, into a mega company, essentially. So Warner Brothers. It holds iconic control over uh, brands like Batman, Harry Potter, CNN, other DC um, platforms as well. Discovery has Property Brothers, and they've actually completed their mega merger, which is a $43 billion uh, transaction. Apparently, they got they are asked permission for it in May of last year, and they got approval last month. Or no, February of this year. But I had no idea that was a thing. That's crazy control, yeah. I feel like, over a market. Yeah. For those two to like get into I power. thought Warner Brothers was already so huge that yeah, and, and would, they added Discovery Channel to that too. It's like it's it's also like another Disney Marvel Lucas. What else does Disney have? Disney Disney has a lot of stuff I wasn't aware that Disney had. Yeah. Like I didn't realize they owned like half of ESPN. Yeah. That doesn't they seem like a, a Disney thing to I me. Know. And Nat Geo as well, because you get that bundle with Hulu. I don't think they own Hulu, but there's that weird bundle. If you go for like Disney Plus or Nat Geo, you can get all three at the same time. I don't know. Maybe they do own Hulu. I've got zero clue. <laughs> all I know is that bundle does, bundle does not come with Hulu without the ads. So it's not. I'm not about that. 
So I pay for them separately because I do not. I will finish half my food if I turn on a Hulu show with ads before the show begins. And I'm not about that life. Yeah. I need to like be in the middle of a story when I'm eating my food. Wait, did it? Is it saying who owns HBO then? So let's see. Although the deal will weigh Discovery down with five fifty-five billion dollars in debt, CEO David, I'm going to butcher this last name, Zaslav, Zaslav no. thinks ankle weights only make you stronger. This is not Naruto. See how at the bottom it says um, HBO won't be adding new pricey. Oh, maybe it's to like keep up with the fact that they've merged. Uh, yeah. Right now. I was going to say, because yeah, I, I know, know. I, I thought I'd already seen Euphoria on there because my brother just got HBO recently and I've been using that to binge my Harry Potter for sure. But I thought Euphoria was already on there. It is. It's saying that um, it, it's just saying it's like sufficient enough for what's already on HBO. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Crazy money out there. Must mm-hmm. be nice to have that much just to throw down for a mega merger, people. Right. Now, this one I thought was funny. So when a self-driven car gets pulled over. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, so an incident in uh, San Francisco uh, shows what happens when an autonomous vehicle gets pulled over by police. So when a headlight is out, a cop pulls over your car and approaches the window. A video posted this weekend gives us some answers. On April 1st, a Chevy Bolt operated by the autonomous driving company Cruise was pulled over in San Francisco. The police officer peeked inside the car and saw that no one was in and the car fled the scene and parked again the next block over. Wait, is this an April Fool's joke? Oh my God, I hope not. It says on April 1st. So I oh have God. to I have to assume this isn't real, right? In response to the video, Cruz said that the car followed the game plan. Our AV yielded to the police vehicle then pulled over to the nearest safe location as intended. Even better, the robot driver got away without a citation. I oh my god I hope that's an April Fool's joke and not reality part of me does too at the same time it's like no that's definitely sounds American I mean it, <laughs> it didn't come point. out on the first so maybe it just so oh the 10th it came out yeah. on the 10th so maybe it okay, is real yeah. uh, that's crazy that's though. hilarious big picture scenarios like this are going to become a lot more common for San Franciscans Cruz opened up a small scale autonomous robo taxi service on February 1st and Alphabet's Waymo began offering South Floor of San Francisco residents nighttime rides a few weeks ago. That's so funny. Oh my God. Can you imagine? My niece is trying to FaceTime me right now. She's like, I'm not going to answer, obviously. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I just want to look at her face. <laughs> oh man, but I can't, I can't imagine being the cop. I don't like, think I would get into a taxi with no driver yeah see you know, i'm even like watching these videos on tiktok or instagram with people in the car and they're like setting the car to auto or whatever the setting is called for the self-drive i'm just like that's cool and everything but i don't think i would go to sleep yeah like because you're because they're still in the driver's seat and they're just gonna fall asleep and trust the car i would be like gripping everything because you just never know and it's like who do you talk to how do you get affirmation right like, is, does it I would love if somebody has ridden one of these. Like, does it give you updates? Like, you know how you ride like a streetcar or yeah, a train? Yeah. It's like, next stop is blah, blah, blah. Like, right. does the car do that? See, I know some cars nowadays have like the technology where they tell you if you're leaving a lane, but that's for a person driving the car sure, and they're not it's noticing. it's like a beep too. It's so, I guess the car that's supposed to be autonomous should know better than to do that. Yeah. Unless they're coming up on a t- uh, turn and they need to move over. But yeah, yeah, I feel like... I feel like if you trust too heavily into that, it's going to be like something that not even um, 
uh, Final Destination has tried out yet. That'll be a new scene for like the next Final Destination movie that I don't want to watch. I would assume too that like cops would get familiarized with like the branding. Like, yeah. wouldn't you know to not pull over or like, like how do you, yeah, how do you treat these cars that right. have the cruise logo on it? Like, you know, nobody's going to be in there. Well, I would also like, like to know how the car, um, oh, the headlight was out. I thought it said it, it ran a light. The yeah. headlight was out. Okay. So yeah, I, I suppose you would, hopefully there are sensors that will like let crews know, Hey, this car has something that needs to be looked at so so weird. it doesn't flee the scene the yeah. future <laughs> and <laughs> almost get shot at by cops that would be crazy so crazy Jeez. ah so talk about when you were finally and i say finally because this should have happened a while ago <laughs> but finally um proposed to become a full-time with La Huga people. Yeah. So I had um, left college admissions mm-hmm. um, earlier, 2021, and got a job at a Fortune 100 doing corporate university uh-huh. recruitment. Um, it was it was great at first because I was making more money and like it was a arena that I hadn't really dabbled in, but was like enough of what I thought I knew. Yeah. Um, but it got really bad really fast. And I just realized the company that I had aligned myself with, it just like the role wasn't right for me. Like company culture was not what I was looking for. Like it was just like stressing me the hell out. Mm -hmm. And I just like, this isn't worth it. Um, so I was looking for other jobs and Garrett, good old Garrett, he is the owner of Huga coworking. Um, he, you know, approached me and was like, yo, like as your friend, I hate seeing you like this. As a business owner, I might, I might could use you. Like, yeah. let's talk. And so we, you know, at first I was like, "What? Like, this isn't real? Are you yeah. sure? Like, what?" Um, but yeah, the more we like kind of entertain the idea and like dreamt up like what this could look like, it kept making more sense. And mm-hmm. you know, I felt in my, I felt in my gut that this would be a really cool and unique opportunity something that like i've always thought about yeah and even tease sometimes but it just never came to fruition so when it became a reality i was like i have to say yes yeah i i have to see what this looks like mm-hmm. i i think it would be a really good fit and that has 100 percent proven <laughs> yeah true you know now moving into a company you've you've been in companies that have been established yeah that have been what they are for a while yeah um moving into a company like huga mm-hmm. which is i wouldn't say a startup anymore it's yeah. moved quite a bit yeah but it's still i think it's still working on full establishment mm-hmm. or self-establishment what concerns did you have um i think just getting my head out of the reliance of like you know when you onboard a new job you have this like giant hr yeah department that like is feeding you all this information and you're doing all these like portal things Uh and filling out all these paperwork and like electing into all these benefits and you know i i just kept i didn't know what I knew that Huga offered like benefits the end, but that was it. So like, I remember having, I wouldn't say concerns, but just like uh, anxious thoughts Uh of what will this feel like when none of this is here. And like, I'm so used to just checking off all these like boxes and like, 
process, like even the last job that I onboarded before Huga, I mean, I was doing like background mm-hmm. check, drug tests, like th- the whole, I had to show up my passport. Like yeah. it was like a big freaking to do. And then with Huga, it was just like a very simple onboarding. Um, so I think just me being able to let go of like the habitual like onboarding that I've experienced since I've graduated college. Like yeah. that was weird mm-hmm. and, a, and an yeah, adjustment sure. and a shift. But, um, you know, Garrett, I think has done a really good job of reminding me, like, I know this brand, I know this company, I know this team, like I know the product. I just need to switch gears from being a like paying member to mm-hmm. like now I'm an employee. And so like I've, only for the last five years sat in this space as a, 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 mem- know, a member, a member that yeah. is paid by a larger company. So like in my brain, I've, when I'm in this building, I, it's almost like hard to get out of the habit of like, I've been functioning as a remote worker in Huga. Yeah. And now I'm a Huga employee in Huga. You're a Huga boss lady. Yes. Right. And so it's just weird. Like sometimes I'll like have deja vus of me like, and I'm like, wait, I'm not working for that company anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I work here. You yeah. know, it's just like weird because, you know, before I chose to come to Huga. Right. And now I'm like, now I am here and yeah. I, I this is where I will always show up to work. So, yeah, it's just kind of getting out of old habits and old corporate BS. Which sounds lovely. <laughs> it honestly is to me. so great. It would yeah. be great. And the best part is like denim is an option for your your wear every day. Correct. God, I, wait. I, I, I miss it so much. <laughs> I've had to wear dress pants and at least a polo every day of work for the past four or five years. Forever and ever, yeah. It's too long. It's yeah. too long. When I was in radio, the one good thing about that job that I had in radio was that I was not there to impress nobody visually at 530 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't even servicing Charlotte. I was servicing Raleigh from Charlotte. Yeah. But like I would come in there with like some tatted, ratty looking <laughs> t-shirt and some really baggy, like almost like like big poofy Arabian pants looking yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> and I bumped into Bob Saget one time with that exact ensemble <laughs> on because he was there for an early morning interview with Ace and TJ. I was like, my God, Zup. Ace and TJ. <laughs> are they still on the radio? <laughs> they are. Ace and TJ. No, you know what? I think they were with Woody and Wilcox. But yeah, Ace and TJ, Woody no. and Wilcox. Uh, that was I Heart Media. Yeah. I was with them for three years and I was just like, up and i was yeah. like i was like i'm trying to get my third cup of coffee you're cool and whatnot <laughs> have a good day uh and he was on his way out anyway so i wouldn't want to hold the man up it's funny like uh, sometimes i like i remember when i first started remote work yeah. i w- i got real lax real quick because uh-huh. i was coming from a job where i had to be dressed up all the time yeah so in my brain i was like you right like grass is always greener so i'm like i'm done wearing dresses and heels like i'm just gonna like really embrace this work from home like lifestyle and so i was wearing nothing but like workout clothes at all times but then now i've kind of shifted back into like all right i'm gonna like get dressed because i think that does help me feel productive and ready for the day um even if i knew i was gonna end up like working out in the middle of the day or like i don't know it was gonna be hot or sweaty or whatever I, i do appreciate the like in between yeah you know and I mean, when you have a boss who can at really at any point walk in with his brim cap, shirt and tie with a sweater, denim, mm-hmm. but then I believe he has a pair of like croissant shoes or like sandwich shoes. Are you shoes. talking about Garrett? Yes. Oh, his um, baguette shoes. Baguette shoes. Baguette Sorry, slippers, wrong bread. Yeah. So I mean, when you got, when you got a boss like that, it's like, <laughs> eh. 
Not, not super, not super high concerns. Yeah, with follow his lead, yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I if I got the chance to not, and Town Square looks like from all the pictures they were showing during the interview, like denim seems to be an option. Yeah. So like, business I, cash, man. If I get to the like point where it's cash. like I kind of miss it, that'd be cool. But I gotta get there first. So like Town Square, let's look at this going. Yeah. Please, 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 <laughs> please. Now I met you, of course, first as the podcast trainer, mm-hmm. and you trained me like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So. What, how did you get onto that? That was your part. Were you part-time technically? Yeah. Was when you started as yeah, it was a very part-time. Yeah. I, I would do like four trainings a month. Uh-huh. Um, and it really started because the studio was at the Remount road location and that's where I worked out of. So uh-huh. I was there all the time. Um, it, back then the team was very small, the yeah. Huga team. And so I just was like, you guys are having to be here all the time and I don't even honestly know how the conversation got started but I'm sure it was like I'll do this I'll help or would you do this and it just made sense and I was like yeah I actually like I love the idea of helping people at that point I was working part-time for skill pop and skill pop had um, a podcasting class that was held at Huga. Gotcha. So I was already in the studio after hours sometimes. And like, I, I think the idea of podcasting, this was well before podcasting became like a really huge thing and like everybody did it. Yeah. But I like the idea of it. And so, um, yeah, so I started three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. just like letting that be the thing that I took off of the Huga team's like plate. Yeah. Um, ish. Alyssa still handled the like bookings and stuff. Sure. So God yeah. bless her. Um, but the trainings, at least I was in charge of. Um, so it just made sense when I got brought on that I would just acquire any and all things podcasting so that yeah. the team could continue to like not have to deal with it. And so then your transition into head of programs, director, pro- of programs. director of programming yeah. for Huga mm-hmm. co-working. Mm-hmm. So what is that? What is that new horizon? Like, what do you see kind of on your new plate on a daily on a daily, I'll give you. I'll give you like a uh, in a in a like monthly, quarterly vision because okay. we don't have programs every single day, right? Even yeah. if you know if if we could, that'd be awesome, but we don't. So um, I will be helping with anything programming related to the studio. Um, we're trying to build a network and like get more podcasters kind of in the same place at the same time. Um, we also want to offer and continue to like kind of build and give opportunities to, um, like small business owners in Charlotte who maybe uh, want a community, but don't necessarily need co-working space. So how can we connect with people like that in Charlotte without them needing like physical space in the building? Sure. Um, And then other random things like we're doing an event later this month in April um, for remote workers who are, you know, maybe haven't had the chance to get to know Huga. And so we're doing like a coffee tasting. Um, Yeah. And they can get like a free day pass to come check out the space. So just little stuff like that, just trying to create more space for opportunities to engage members with programs, as well as people that are um, not necessarily in the co-working world yet. Um, And then I also have a little like responsibility in partnerships. So if there's an organization or a company that we feel like is doing cool things in Charlotte um, and we feel like they would be a good partner, whatever that looks like, um, I'm in charge of kind of like facilitating and maintaining those as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you thrown out any ideas that are, because my understanding of kind of the atmosphere within the Huga team is like pretty much any idea is fair game mm-hmm. and totally. will pretty much be accepted 
right off the bat. People hear it out. And I don't know if accepted, but yeah, we'll we'll hear <laughs> yeah. each other out. Have you ever tossed out an idea without thinking about the full parameters of what that might mean to make work? And you're like, oh wait, hold on. Yes. <laughs> I may not have been, may not have been ready to throw that one out there yet. Yeah. Can you talk about it? Um, I don't have a specific example okay. yeah. that I feel like I would be okay sharing, but I do know that like Garrett's always asking us like, you know, what, what you got, yeah. throw some questions that at us, like, let's figure it out. And then he also has said before, like, really have we said no to things? Um, I mean, we do obviously for this, for the, what makes sense for the business, but, um, yeah, for the most part, if somebody's got an idea, we throw it out there. If it's been done, it's like, okay, cool, moving on. Or if it's like worth looking into, it's like, yeah, let's talk about it. Gotcha. It's, a, it's a very open, creative team. And I, I just, I freaking love it. It's so, it's so refreshing because mm-hmm. not every work environment that I've had at least has, yeah. has been like that. Now, recently y'all brought back the zero day zero at day. Huga. Um, I missed the first one because I did not know, I did not fully read that uh, <laughs> Slack message. So I had no idea where it was, uh, but I met, I made it to the last one. Yeah. I hate that I had to skip out on a couple of the, the talks that y'all had, but other than that, it was fantastic. Yeah. So the Camp North end. So talk about reviving that. How long was that not a thing for? I mean, pretty much COVID. Whole COVID, yeah. like at least two years or so? Uh, just about. We tried to bring it back like once and then like things kind of got bad again, like uh-huh. case wise. We tried to do zero night a few times, which is like our big, we do it like once a year kind of thing. Zero night? Yeah. So we That's do it at a night. New one. Yeah. We, we've had um, two. <laughs> we, we've tried to do more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really wonderful. Yeah. So if you ever see Zero Night, you've got to come. But yeah, Zero Day um, had not been what it used to be for a long time. Um, either like physically, we just didn't have it. Or when we have had to, when we did would try to bring it back, it just like, I don't know, because of COVID, it yeah. just like didn't feel the same. But for the last two, you know, we've seen it kind of like, rev up a little bit and like have like the attendance that we want yeah and the camp north end most recent one which was the april one just was it was really good like the whole point of zero day for anybody who isn't familiar is um the members that are you know a part of huga get to volunteer to talk for 10 minutes about whatever the hell they want and the idea is that the team doesn't know what they're going to talk about and we like encourage people to talk about something other than their job yeah because like that's the point of co-working you should right you probably already know what other people do for their job so like let's hear about something different exactly and we had a really good mix of people being like very vulnerable about life stuff Mm -hmm. about um like personal matters um we had somebody like recite poetry um yeah it was just it was such a good mix of like happy hard deep lighthearted like it was great it was so cool it was my second time ever being in camp north and i hadn't been there in like four years mm-hmm. my first zero day and it was just it knocked out of the park yeah. it was so good i should have gotten that breakfast quicker <laughs> but i was already so like knee deep in work by the time y'all got there because i had to get there like an hour before the team did yeah so that i could sit somewhere and start working yeah. early but like oh god yeah, that was so good yeah it was so great um i do i did i i <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Things in my throat it's okay. messing me up. And even Garrett got emotional and it was it was great. I didn't get to fully experience the emotional Garrett. I've never met emotional mm. Garrett before. Uh, but that's really because uh, the yellow, the yellow is a big color for, for Huga, mm-hmm. first of all. Uh, and the wall behind him was very reflective. Mm. And the sunlight coming through the skylight at that exact moment gave me like a <laughs> silhouette-ish of a Garrett. He was glowing. And I kind of missed it. Uh, but I heard it. It was it was great. It was a really great moment. I think for 
him. He was, I think he wasn't expecting yeah. the turnout that day. It, it was just, I think the whole team, we were like, that just felt right. Like it felt like the old days. It felt like what Huga is at its core. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really good after so many years of like watching everything just kind of crumble like just having it be back felt yeah. so freaking good. We were like, yes, this and, is what this is why we do this. And one of the things that I was mentioned to me recently was like you guys had this weird over the holiday surge that you guys were not anticipating. And I thought I was being weird. I was thinking I'm like I'm I'm like the only one trying to talk to Alyssa right now on the 28th of December. Mm. No one else is trying to contact anybody. But then I found out y'all had this crazy surge of. Uh, re-sign-ons and new sign-ons for mm-hmm. membership and i was like wow that's got to be great like what did y'all think of that you know yeah i mean it's anytime there's growth it's a great thing right because by no means do we ever want offices to sit empty or like they're not to be like flex members that kind of thing so i think 2022 is, is it, it, we were finally to a place where i think people in 2021 it was like oh covid's like a little bit more manageable and but now i've like gotten my home office set up and I've gotten used to this. So like, I don't need co-working anymore. Right. Right. That was 2021. Well, now it's like 2022 or like two years into this freaking thing. And I think people are finally like, okay, F that home office. Like, I know I spent a lot of money, like getting it all set up, but now I like literally don't want to be at home anymore. Right. And so people are coming back into that co-working kind of mindset of like, yeah, I do want to leave my house and like pay a a decently priced membership to like have a place to do business. So I, w- I hope that it just keeps that yeah. that trend keeps going. Yeah, you can burn out real quickly being home too long. I got I got the sickness last year, unfortunately, mm. right at holiday, right at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had to be at home for like three weeks altogether. I was done half a weekend. Yeah. I was like, get me the hell out of this yeah. place, but I can't like legally go anywhere. Not legally, but like, yeah, I can't rules. acceptably go anywhere yeah. right now. So it's like, God, I hate this couch. Yeah, I hate this living room. I hate my bed. I, I hate everything. I always compare it. And I know that not everyone is like this. And yeah. some people like have kids at home. And so they like literally can't not work from home. Right. Yeah. But I, I just feel like even before COVID was even like a thing, um, my... My like home ownership or even renters, right? Like anything you're investing in monetarily for like life, I wanted that place to feel like home. Right. And the more I worked out of my house, the more I would like randomly like resent this random freaking room yeah. that I happen to like open my laptop in. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I shouldn't want to leave my house at 5 p.m. because I'm pissed or because I've been here all day. Like I want to be able to come home and feel like this is my safe place. This is my haven. This is my happy, like happy spot. Right. Right. Yeah. Versus the opposite. So for me, it was a matter of like boundaries and like the, the, just the, the like turning your brain on and off and having that line between the two. Gotcha. So makes total sense. For yeah. Sure. Well, if you're prepared, mm. I am ready to move into the final portion of today's show, which okay. is a new added addition to the show. And I'm going to take this uh, court out because I don't want to be broadcasting this information across the hall, the room through the big windows. That is the other part of the studio uh, here at Huga, And we're going to jump into some office gossip. Okay. If you're down for that. Um, I've got one of my own. I've also got a couple of um, submissions prepared to share as well. Uh now, I'm going to let you decide. Do you want to hear me? Do you want to hear a submission? Or do you want to start off with anything you may have prepared to share? 
I feel like I'm going to have a lot to say about all the other ones. So I'll start. I can start with one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you, I know you've heard one of my stories, but I also Mm -hmm. have another one. Okay. What do you, what do you recommend? Did you, did you like my, my other story? I did, but I got something, I got a feeling about the new one. I kind of want to hear the new story. Okay. So this is less of a story and Uh more of like kind of what your listeners submit, which is like a, what should I do situation? Right. Right. Okay. So, um, this is, this is, um, I'm talking about somebody else, not myself, um, at a completely different establishment. So I'm going to be ambiguous, but I'm just going to like make that disclaimer. Yeah. So there is an employee who, um, was offered like the opportunity for a promotion and the company was like really fast about it as far as like, okay, like you're our top choice and like, let's get you an interview and like, let's do this. Um, it got all the way to, uh, a verbal offer. And then I'm pretty sure it's been about five, six weeks since that has happened. Uh huh. Like, what would you do? If you were this person in this situation where like there was a job that you like kind of maybe wanted, you had already gone through the like mental and emotional preparation of like, okay, I've interviewed for this. Uh I've heard, I've heard a compensation offer. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I said I was going to do it, but like now they've made you wait for X amount of weeks. Like how would that make you feel? What would your next move be? Like, I, I need, I need to know if I, cause I know what I would do, yeah. but I'm curious of like what other people think of that scenario. And to confirm though, you've already been offered the position yeah, and you've already been like told compensation yeah, and now they're making you wait for like an on, like a, an official start. Like, time a, or? well, you know, there's always like, I don't know how every company works, but there's verbal weeks apart. <laughs> That'd be like if this job that you're applying yeah, for on yeah. Friday they give you a verbal at the end of your interview and you don't hear from them until like May. Yeah. See, mm, see, I'm not about that. I'm not about the waiting game ever. Uh, I had a similar thing where I, I was interviewing for a job in Alaska. Mm-hmm. This is when I was still with iHeart and we, and you know how it is with, with interviews. If it's a bad interview, they'll cut you off like after five minutes and yeah. that's if you get there. Yeah. But I was talking to this man across the continent for 48 minutes. Yeah. Great interview in my book. Yeah. I heard nothing back for over a month. Mm. Now I was greener then and I was more of a pushover then. Sure. Uh, so I was kind of like, oh, it's normal. It's like a month or whatever. I'll keep waiting. Over a month. I'll keep waiting. I'll, I'll like, um, and he told me like before the end of the interview was over, he was like, give me till the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. And I, and he texted me, he started, he opened the text communication with me right after, uh, never responded. Yeah. And from there, I was like, okay, um, I'm either going to hear something from you with a specific direction or in some kind of conf- uh, confirmation of something in a week. Or I'm going to ask you what your time frame is. And I always make that a point to ask the time frame. When do you want this person in the office to start doing this job? Right. And if I don't hear something back, granted, I'm probably already looking at 10 other possible positions anyway. Sure. But don't make me choose one of the other 10. Well, that's the thing. If you're in HR or you're a hiring manager, you cannot be naive to the fact that people, they're allowed to entertain other jobs, other offers. Like, and usually people will ask you up front, like, are you, you know, are you looking at anywhere else? Is Mm -hmm. there anything that I, because they want to move fast. And I, like, I've worked for, 
HR companies before. So like I've seen this song and dance multiple times. Mm -hmm. So in my brain, I'm like, if you're checking in every single week and they're like, it's coming, it's coming. Like to me, that really shows like the true character of a company. It shows me like how I'm valued as a candidate. It shows me like maybe a little bit of like true colors of like how they function as a department. And so I just, I don't know. I'm like, and how you may or may not be appreciated as an actual employee of them. Correct. So yeah, mm, I'm not about the waiting game. I know. Doesn't like, it give you bad vibes? It gives me bad it vibes. It does. It does. Yeah. I would like, I don't know what else is on the plate for this person, but like, keep on, keep on looking. Tell them be babble said, <laughs> don't play that wait game. Cause, and here's the other thing. Like I, I was unemployed for a while too. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm literally, I mean, I didn't tell them they were my only thing, mm-hmm. my only prospect, but it's like. I have a life. Right. And bills aren't going to wait for your particular hiring period. So can we like get something confirmed here? Yeah. Yeah. No. Brandon, BC Babbles is not about the weight gain. Yeah. Not about it. (laughs) Not about it whatsoever. Mm -mm. And I even had, I was actually, when I was, had just come on full time for my job at iHeart as a, as a traffic anchor. And I only talked, I talked about traffic. That's all I did. Um, But right after I became full-time and I had finished all my onboarding stuff, got like my insurance and like all that set up to go. um, I heard there was a job in the programming department for a part-time programming assistant that had an actual plan to it. Mm -hmm. And I went to the guy ahead of it who was newer at the time, only presiding over his own stations. Um, And I was like, I'm prepared to leave my full-time job right now with these benefits and this $2 an hour bump for this part-time job because this is going somewhere yeah and he even went so far as to in detail list out the plan for this part-time job and how he wants to get this person to a full-time established point within a year and a half Mm -hmm. and i'd already been there for two years with this one department and barely moved um and he said similar things to me like it's coming it's coming or he would say a project's in the way yada 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 and he did that to me for a solid year yeah no solid year believe it when you see it again i was greener at the time so push over bc babbles then uh and it was just like and and within that year too he was elevated to head of programming he was the one with the say yeah of who's gonna get a job within the department and I'm like, you still can't give me this part-time job? Yeah. It's not like I'm asking to be a morning show host with one of the big stations. It's a part-time person. I'm probably not going to even talk much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Don't do the weight game. I'm not about it. Yeah. You got to look out for yourself and do what's best for you. So now I'm going to ask you this. Do okay. you want my story, which I'm nervous about, or do you want any of the three submissions? <laughs> Do yours. Rip the Band-Aid off. Oh, my God. And I'm going to preface this by saying, please don't see me differently. <laughs> um, you've heard a version of the story, but I have to admit and be correct that when I mis- initially shot you the story, I was trying to pretend it was somebody else. Oh. Because I, I feel a little ashamed about it. But I have a legit no question. I have a legit question. So huh, one of my more recent positions was in hospitality, mm-hmm. and I was a concierge. She knows where this is going. Um, but I feel like telling you it from the proper point of view, I can give you the proper details that I yes, could not rem- ad lib the last time. I'm trying to remember like so, what I said about Okay, so um, concierge in Uptown. And, um, you know, the job, was, it was fine. I mean, hospitality is not my thing because like some people up in that building. But 
Um, so I eventually got fired. Mm-hmm. I got fired on the 24th of March of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my current job doesn't even know this, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've made a blog and it'll, it'll be um, actually airing on Wednesday. Um, so this is like the preface for that too. Um, so what happened was um, the shifts that you work as a concierge there are either from 7 a.m. to 3 or 3 to 11. And it's a straight eight hour shift. No lunch break, no nothing. Oh, my God. And I work the evening a lot. And again, I've been commuting from Mooresville to -hmm. Charlotte for a long time. Yeah. And um, when I would work the evening shifts, typically no one needed my assistance, thank God, after like 9.30-ish. Sure, yeah. Um, That Because, God, if you're still having issues at that point, like call somebody else. Right. (laughs) Because what can I possibly do for you? But um, so those days I was like, whenever I had downtime, I was just on social media. Because, uh, like, the coffee machine had been cleaned, the floor was done, the mail's been taken care of, there are no reservations for anything that I got to take care of, whatnot. So, I would either be on social media, t- typically TikTok, mm-hmm. or I'd be balancing my TikTok time with my time on nefarious other platforms mm-hmm. and apps, mm-hmm. uh, like Grindr. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know how people are in those apps. They don't put pictures all the time on their profiles. So it's really anonymous until like you're like, send me a picture. I want to see what you're working with. Right. Um, and as it happens, and I started doing that particularly around the holidays, I think, of 2020. Uh, turns out some of the people that I was talking to, because I have my face on the profile. So people know what I look like before they start talking to me. Uh, happen to be residents of the building. Yeah. And the building is a hive style. I think that's what it's called. So they're not spread out among other buildings. It's one building. Gotcha. And that's among the 20 stories. That's where all the residents of this property live. Right. Um, And I was like, oh, shit. And here's the thing. Nothing ever happened. We only had discourse over sure. chat. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think any pictures were even shared at any of these points. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of crazy. Now I should have thought <laughs> when I had this first revelation <laughs> that I should stop doing that. And I was like, well, nothing like I'm not trying to do anything while I'm on the job, but I'm setting up for planes after the job. Cause if I could find some fun stuff to do at like 11 o'clock in Charlotte, before I go all the way back to Mooresville, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, um, I had a couple more instances where that occurred. Uh, and it's always like they ended up being people who at What there. are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds, right? I mean, Charlotte's small, so. And, and the building itself is next to a, a, a set of other high style buildings. They're all right there. So even right, so within proximity, you've got like a shit ton of people so that with, could, right? Yeah, so even though it's like within 300 to 700 feet, it's like that could be so many people. Right, like how the hell are you supposed to? Yeah, how am I really mm, supposed to know until yeah. they send me the pictures? And right. then I'm like, oh, shit. Right. Um. But after a while, I was I actually stopped doing it kind of naturally by the end of January. Funny enough, though, my boss at the time was a little not wishy-washy, but a little oblivious sometimes on getting certain things done. And it turns out she forgot to have me take care of a particular onboarding document, which she gave me in February, which was actually the paper that legally adhered me to maintaining professional relations with coworkers and residents. Oh. And again, I hadn't spoken to anyone who was in that building in that context sure. since January. So I'm thinking nothing of it. I you just sign it and call it a day. I was like, yeah, sign call it a day. And then March goes really well. And the day this happened, I felt great because the mail was taken care of. Everything was taken care of. It was going to be like a super smooth transition yeah. to the next concierge. And I'm like clocked out and I get called into the office and within one, one solid minute, I'm fired. Ugh. Now their reasonings, their cited reasonings were I'm on 
social media too much is like it's an easy job yeah give me and more I have work downtime. <laughs> yeah. and here's the thing i had inquired for assistance because they do like events and they mm-hmm. do like flyers and stuff i'm like hey i, I have canva yeah i'll design some stuff yeah. for you and they never gave them they never threw me a bone there so but their other cited reason was that we found that you're in mm. breakage of this Cahoots. particular <laughs> thing and i'm like and it's like fine i'll accept that i shouldn't have chanced those conversations sure but my thing is the legality of it though if I hadn't spoken to anyone prior to actually being legally adhered to maintaining said relations, how legitimate really is this termination now? Yeah, I feel like I would have appreciated if they would have had a conversation with you first. Yeah. Even if it was after you signed the document, like, hey, we know we gave this to you recently. Yeah. However, this has been brought to our attention and like give you at least give you the opportunity to be like. Exactly. You know, give you a yellow card and then have you be able to correct your behavior. Right. And like, like, I don't know if it'd be like dock my pay for X amount of weeks or something like that or not or even my hours. just a strike. Like just a strike. Think of people who like don't show up to work uh-huh. or like call out consistently. Like they're not losing their job. They're getting strikes. So like right. if if there was nothing that bad, like. I don't know. I feel like maybe you did deserve like a strike or a conversation and not just like a you're fired. Exactly. And again, in one minute, she like she had uh, somebody from another Lincoln property is the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like just down the block from us. And she had her on the phone because I guess she needed like a witness. Granted, uh, she yeah. had the maintenance people in there with me. Mm. So it's like, how many more witnesses do you need? This is <laughs> going like, to take 60 seconds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I. I am willing to accept the naughtiness that I was responsible for. Yeah. But I feel like overall that's some bullshit. I, like, I, would I don't be like frustrated. That. Like, yeah. and part of me is like, I was unemployed until July of that year. Mm. So from end of March to July. Mm-hmm. So it's like, part of me is like, do I need to like try to do something to make up for those lost pennies? Cause right. I can use those pennies right now. Yeah. I needed those pennies after that. What I think is a wrongful termination, but <clears throat> Element Uptown in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> From Lincoln Property Company. I love, not, I love it. Oh, they're hashtagging the blog that's going to be airing on Wednesday. So, oh, wow. Your move is yeah. all I'm saying. Okay, let's move on to something less personal. <laughs> on to the next. On to the next. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for not seeing me any differently. Dude. Well, maybe you see more of me now, but you no don't care. No judgment. <laughs> I mean, we, we could all admit oh. to some stuff that we've done like yeah. that we're not proud of or that it's like oh damn it you we know we, we gotta grow at some point yeah it's fine we, we were all somewhere at some point yeah okay so here's an anonymous uh submission okay they're saying uh, the title for this one is guest blames hotel because her online pal stole her stuff her online pal stole her stuff stole okay her stuff. okay so basically a guest checked in under her own name by herself then she invited a friend over well, he ended up stealing from her and then he escaped when he she wasn't looking essentially from the room. Guest calls the front desk and says that she got robbed. So, of course, they tell her to call the police. Police come with questions. They question her and then she they check the cameras to look at the alleged thief to see when and where he may have escaped. The guest checked out the day in, that day instead of the original two days in her reservation so the hotel ended up charging her only for one night she stayed. Well, now this guest won't stop leaving reviews online and keeps contacting the hotel. She accused the hotel for breaking safety protocol because they didn't check her friend's ID. 
We told her, ma'am, we do not see, keep records of everyone who passes through the front door. She blames the hotel as the reason why she got robbed. Plus, she's questioning why she was charged for the one night. Well, you were there for one night. Um, uh, they added some, like, quoted says. So they, they included some, like, quoted phrases between their conversations. Uh, first one is, so you invited your friend to your room. She said, I met him online and I invited him. They said, you invited the person you met online inside the room. She said, yes. They said, and you opened the door to let him in. She said, yes. She absolutely got scammed by this random guy she met online, but she keeps blaming the front desk for what happened to her. Plus she stayed for one night. So she obviously has to pay for that one night. Duh. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't understand any of this. So my work days are now spent explaining the same crap over and over to her. People are so infuriating. Mm. Okay, wait. I follow the whole like had a guest for a yeah. night concept, but right. where does the delivery and stealing come from? So I guess while she wasn't looking, it's earlier in here, while she wasn't looking, he after he had met up with her as she invited him. He took something he from her room. stole her stuff and got out of there. Okay, she just fell victim to like a, a scam artist. A t Tinder swindler. Yeah. Or like, whatever they're called. But it's like... That sucks, That's, but like, it, yeah, it's not on the hotel. And also, he's they're right. Like, the only obligation that a hotel has is to check the idea of the paying person exactly. and then not give your room number to anyone. Uh huh. The end. That's it. And I'll follow that up with like a little bit more into my like personal life. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I'm meeting somebody, I just walk right by the front desk. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not there to pay. That's what so I'm saying. It's like, and, and if they've already texted you their room number, like, mm -hmm. you just go right into the lobby. Go right in. Yeah. And they don't have to stop you. No. I mean, I'm friendly and I'll say, hey, how you doing? And just like, I pretend like I know where I'm going. Yeah. People like, really don't it, know where I'm now, going. Now, if it's like a, but it's like, a yeah. condo or like a high rise. Right. That's different that because different. you need a fob to get into the elevator. But and, a hotel, usually And if it's not. a particular style, like when I was a concierge, mm -hmm. I had to know who was expecting somebody. Right. Uh, so you actually did have to check in as a guest. In that case, mm -hmm. yeah. But a hotel doesn't have that kind of, no. that you're not that kind of liability concern. It's yeah. like, whatever you do is your liability. So it's like, that sucks for sure. Yeah, but that's unfortunate. It's not their fault. I would say lesson learned and maybe be careful of who you invite to your, uh, your room. Let's see. This one's really quick here. Uh, do I have to verbally tell a coworker to stop touching me or can I act in a way where it's not welcomed and that's enough if I have to file a sexual harassment complaint later? Okay. Hold on, work, work on that wording. Hold on. <laughs> do I have to verbally tell a coworker to stop touching me or can I act in a way where it's not welcomed? I guess like act like let them visually know it's not welcomed. And is that enough to where I can file a sexual harassment complaint later? Um, you definitely should say something verbally. Yeah. Do not assume that someone is going to know that you don't want them to touch you just by a body yeah. language like situation. Um, I also think you, I don't think touching someone inappropriately is like ever okay, but if you've told them verbally and they don't stop, then yes, that's 100% like that For gives sure. you validation to go to HR and like file a yeah. sexual harassment or something. Yeah. Cause unfortunately nowadays we know that some people just don't get common sense. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would just, go right off the bat and report that. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't waste any time on that for sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Let's see. Um, Just FYI. Yeah. I don't know if you want to cut this out afterwards, but there's someone in the studio in five minutes. So we probably need to wrap it up soon. I booked it till 630. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me Just FYI. look between these two real quick. God, these two are long. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Real, let's try to do this real quick. Okay. okay. So do I need an, empl- an employment lawyer? I've been fighting return to work for some time as it's not necessary in my job and they are only requiring junior employees to go in. So I don't feel I'll return anything new uh, without my bosses there. You know what? We're done. <laughs> You're like, let me try. It's the wording people. Like I love, I love everyone who submits. I really, really do. You should um, take it upon yourself to. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll summarize like, or something. Yes. Uh, I will definitely be doing that in the future. Without changing this. In the meantime, I think we both had really fun conversations. Thank you for so much joining me on the show, Tayflo. You are fantastic and you are awesome. Thank you for having um, me. Yeah. Don't do the waiting game. We're not about that over here. I hate the waiting game. Right. Like you've got a life. You're trying to move on somewhere. Shoot your they, shot. Like, yeah, unless they paying situation. you, they don't got really any time to waste your time. So don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, also, don't do, do, don't do like me, but... If they have you find filing and documenting things out of order, take a picture of that. So you got like on you on like your Google photos, like you had me do it this day. Yeah. So am I really fired, or yeah. do you want to have a conversation about something else? Do <laughs> uh, so I need yeah. to call a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Also, no touchy. <laughs> yes. No touchy is not cool. Never. Never. It's never okay. But we'll see you the next time on Casual Babble. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye. See ya. Thank you.